waste the time I'm honored with just to encourage um, the workers, encourage those who are serving um, and supporting the vision. I've noticed and observed over the years um, serving at Hope Restoration Ministries and asked myself, what is the secret of success in this place? And while there is a clear vision and there are visionaries who are leading that vision very well, there has been workers or sons, and when I say sons and using that word more often, it refers to both male and female. And noticed that there has been sons who understood the vision, who supported the vision, and who ran with the vision. And I've been, I've been graced and, and privileged to be part of a, an army of those sons in this house. Therefore, allow me to talk under, under a topic, sonship, the winning formula. Sonship, the winning formula. Because the visionaries can be sold out for Christ. They can have a vision from God. They can be blessed with a, a generational vision. But if they're not going to have sons, right people who will run with the vision, that vision will fall flat, no matter how powerful it is, no matter how powerful the couple is. But if those who are serving under the vision are not the right sons. They are not the sons and their children. And we'll talk about that just now. If they are children and not sons, that vision will fall flat. And I want to challenge the sons that are here and say, you must know that the success of that vision also relies on your immense um, um, contributions. It relies on you taking your, your role and taking it seriously and contributing with the seriousness it deserves. Now, allow me to read a scripture, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. We read it a lot, especially in Christmas season. But let me read just that portion. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. I love that differentiation because children can be born, but sons are given. The question is, while you were born, have you transitioned to be given? Because you could be in a role where there are supposed to be sons while you are still a child. And that is not only going to damage the work, it's possibly going to damage you as well. Therefore, you have to elevate yourself from being a child to becoming a son. Now, the Greek word for the word children or the Greek word for the, for the word child is technon. And that just means children, those who are belonging to the family. They are just part of the family. They are just part of the furniture. They are also satisfied with, be, with being a part of that. And I've seen many in the church who want to be closer to the visionaries just so that they can belong, so that they can have association. Wherever they walk and they are, they are in different places, people can then say to them, wow, we are one table. Wow, that's so great. They are satisfied just with belonging. They would say, um, they go to places and say, I'm from Hope Restoration Ministries. They are just satisfied with that. Those are children. But the Greek word for, for the word son is, is, is heos. Uh, if you are a scholar then, you know the pronunciation. Uh, you can put it on Facebook. I'll go learn it later. <laughs> that means sons, those who revere God as their father. Those who in character and in behavior, in attitude, they resemble in their life, in how they do things, they resemble their father. They resemble their God. 
and the, those are sons. And we want to challenge you this morning and say, become a son, not a child. When you look in the Bible, the book of Luke chapter 15, it gives us a very good differentiation. The prodigal son and the son that remained. And, and maybe we should have called him the prodigal child because sons cannot be prodigal. We should be calling him a prodigal child and, and not a prodigal son. You cannot be a son and be prodigal at the same time. So, so, so we, we see the same. The, the one who left is a child, but the one who stayed is a son. The one who was impatient is a, is a child. The one who was, who was enduring and saying, my time will come, that's a son. The one who, who, who left and said, I, 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 cannot, I cannot wait for, 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 for my father to die. I, I'm going to do my own thing. And unfortunately, there are also sons or children who want to do their own thing inside the father's yard, inside the father's crop. The day you say, I'm a son, you are saying, I'm suspending my desires. I'm suspending my, my, my plans. I'm suspending my, my vision. I'm suspending whatever thoughts that I've got. I'm putting them, before I came here, I had those. <laughs> yes, I, I need to tell you. Before I came here, I saw myself running a big truck, going from city to city, preaching the gospel. And one day he says to me, hey, what's the Lord saying? I told him that and he looked at me. And he smiled, and I knew I need to suspend this. <laughs> and by the way, that desire is gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. What am I saying? I'm saying when you are a son, you'll be patient. You, you, you will be patient. Let's look at the difference, difference between children and sons. Number one, children have no spiritual intelligence. Children have no spiritual intelligence. They cannot discern. They cannot see spiritual things. They cannot observe spiritual things. They are not able to see what is happening around them. They cannot, they, 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 they are just there and they are concerned about sitting next to the visionaries. They are concerned. They, they, when you are a son, sons have and they understand and possess spiritual intelligence. But let me tell you, being a son, it doesn't mean it's going to be a bed of roses. There are times where before the service you come, you have prayed, filled with the power of God, and you receive serious feedback. If you lack spiritual intelligence, you're going to sit there and <laughs> miss the entire service, and, and you, 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 you are grumpy, and you feel, this is not a place for me. I've got an amazing relationship with my parents, and because I'm a son, even when I'm corrected, no matter how powerful I feel on that day, <laughs> and they correct me before the service. Spiritual intelligence says, I'm a son. I was corrected by my father, by my mother. Now and with, I'm loved. I wouldn't be receiving that because uh, I'm hated. I'm receiving that because I'm loved. Then I switch. I do what must be done. That is spiritual intelligence. That spiritual intelligence helps you to manage your temperature. There are sons whose temperature is, is all over, is not well regulated, is because of lack of spiritual intelligence. The spiritual intelligence helps you to manage your temperature. You are able to arrive into a setting and look at the mood of the service, look at the mood of your leaders, and know what you must do. When he walks in, when, when my spiritual father walks in, I, I am able to read him, and I know what to act how to act and what to do. 
Sorry, Mfunisi. <laughs> I'm here to make his life easy, not the other way around. He cannot be concerned about the vision and be concerned about my emotions. But spiritual intelligence says, manage your temperature so that he can manage the vision. He cannot manage the vision and be managing your temperature. There you are, you come and your nose, your nose is, is, is up, it's on the forehead, and now you want him to tiptoe around you. And, and how is he going to serve the vision? There's more than a um, thousand people or, or, or 500 people, whatever number it is, that is coming in that church that day. He cannot change his temperature because your temperature is low. The spiritual intelligence becomes the flashing system of your life. You must have a flashing system. You must have a flashing system. Like I said, if you are to receive that negative feedback, well, I call it negative because you have received it as negative. If you receive that feedback and it wants to change your, your, your temperature, you need to allow your spiritual intelligence to flash that negative energy quickly because you're here to work. Are we still okay? <laughs> Sorry, this is 19 years speaking. And I must say, before coming here, I've messed up somewhere else. I've messed up horribly somewhere else. So I, I need to say, I had to learn and relearn and learn certain things and become a better son. All right? So I, I, feel, I feel I'm qualified to talk and say the things I'm saying because I've messed up somewhere else. I nearly broken somebody's work before coming here. But I came here, I unlearned, I learned, and I became a better son. Number two, children have a victim mentality. No, I've been here for such a long time, and somebody else just comes, already they're given the pulpit. No, I've been here for many times, somebody's recognized and not me. I'm the victim in this work. No, you're not a victim, you're a child. Sons operate from the position of authority and victory. Because I know my relationship with my spiritual parents, wherever I stand, I stand with authority. And I stand with, with victory mindset. What do I mean I stand with authority? I'm able to represent the vision wherever I am, and the things I'll say, I'll say them with authority because I'm not talking my mind, I'm not talking my desires, I'm talking what they would have said. I normally say to people, before I address any matter, I ask myself, what does the Bible say about it? Number two, how would have my spiritual parents have addressed it? Therefore, I will not stand there and say, yeah, you are attacking me. And, and you are, those who are sons here, you'd know. Um, sometimes people are going to um, put their backlash at you, even when you are passing messages that are coming from your senior leaders. They, they will push back and so forth, but you're able to stand with authority if you know how would your spiritual parents have managed it. And that's how I regulate myself. I'm able to say, if he was here, if Rev was here, if Mama was here, this is what they would have said. Then I'm able to stand there and speak with authority and not be a victim. Number three. Oh, maybe before I go to that, the, 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 I mean, I've been here for 19 years, as I said, and we are going into conferences, and there are other speakers on the lineup. When you are a child, that can affect your temperature. Hello? It, it can affect your temperature. Never allow those things to get to you. 
Understand this is the work of the Lord. Secondly, you are not the visionary. If, if you can remind yourself about that. I normally, I normally Muruti, when I'm with, with, with the team, I normally say, remember, none of us here has a church. When you realize we are arguing about ideas and all that, and I'm like, but this is the message. And you realize, ah, oh, there's still disgruntlement. I remind them. Guys, remember, none of us here has a church. <laughs> if you remind yourself of those things, no one will remind you. Don't wait for the visionary to be at a space where they must remind you, hey, I'm the visionary here. <laughs> Don't put them into that position. Remind yourself. Sons remind themselves of that. Children do not produce. They are there. They are just satisfied with the position. They are just satisfied with the dilemma that comes with the role they are in, and they are producing nothing. But sons produce. You must produce. Sons reproduce themselves. You must not be satisfied with the fact that things start and stop with you. You must be building resources around you so that you are multiplying yourself. I tell you, when I, when I started even in my role as the executive pastor, there are certain things I used to do hands-on, but I had to reproduce myself so that I can move to other things and other people take over what I'm doing. That is growth. And today, for example, this morning, I was delayed because I needed to drop children and, and, and my wife had to be here um, earlier, and I was late. But I knew that teams are at work and things are in place. But a few years ago, I knew that things would have fallen apart. But I come knowing that things is, are in place. Why? I reproduced myself. We must reproduce ourselves. And I'll give you another example. I'm, I'm, I've been given, together with my wife, given the responsibility to run a campus in Rodiport. When we arrived there, my wife and I, we said, we're going to invest the next two years. We power heart into this thing. We develop teams. We must reproduce ourselves so that in two or three years' time, we can be hands-off and focus on other things. Today, even if we are not in the campus and Maruti has positioned us somewhere on a particular Sunday, we have no stress about Rodiport. We know things are going to run end to end, proper. Why? Because we've reproduced ourselves. Reproduce yourself. Actually, it is wicked to say, if I'm not there, nothing will happen. It's wicked. It's witchcraft. You're excited that things won't happen in the house of the Lord just because you are not there. Can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I close this? Children have no sense of ownership. Rev touched on this earlier on. But sons have sense of ownership and they take responsibility. There are things um, Rev doesn't have to ask for or even worry about anymore. Why? Because he has sons. There are sons who will run around and make sure those things are happening. Same with us. 
within those churches, we need to take responsibility. We must take ownership. And with time, when you are relieving the, the, the visionaries of certain responsibilities, they are able to grow the work. They are able to focus on other dimensions of the work. They cannot be, be even, even David, when David was a shepherd, he had to be, concern himself with the sheep. But when he was on the throne, he, he cannot be concerning himself with the sheep when he's on the throne. Same with our visionaries. When the work is starting, obviously they can be hands-on with the sheep. But there comes a time where they must be thinking about matters of the community, matters of national interest. Why? Because there are sons and daughters who are taking care of the sheep. Children squander their inheritance while sons protect and govern through inheritance. Children squander their inheritance. The resources that are in our hands, the resources that are at our disposal, they are not for our personal use. They are not for our personal satisfaction. Do not use the authority you are given for, for your benefit. Do not use the authority you are given to build your own thing within the work. Do not use the authority you are given to create your own thing. Do not use the authority you are given to build your new brand within the work. And with time, you start realizing, but the, the, there is a church that is developing within the church. Why? Because this person, the, the, the resources they are given, the inheritance they are given, they are using it for their own benefit. There you are, the, the servant of the Lord has preached on Sunday, when on Monday you go create your own clip in the morning. Boom, go Facebook. I have, I have as alone. Certain things are just disorder, it's disorder. Your pastor has just preached yesterday. I, I, let's agree. 50, if not 80% of your following on Facebook, if you are a son here, is the members of the church. Majority of my following on, on, on my Facebook is the members of the church. Therefore, my senior pastors cannot preach on Sunday. And there I am on Monday. How? There I am on Monday. Boom! A, a new clip. And and about the anointing. Muruti has just preached about anointing on Sunday. There I am. I come with my angle. You are using the resources wrongfully. You know, we have seen even other sons. Now there they are. They go establish, uh, they advertise. Uh, we've got a marriage seminar this coming Saturday. On a marriage seminar. marriage seminars. Who did you discuss with? So there must be order. There, there, there are other things. You cannot just be seen on a Facebook, you are going to preach at, 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 at Pastor So-and-So. Your senior pastor doesn't know. You know what we do here at home? If Mfunisim Sipa is inviting me to his church, and because he has a relationship with Rev, if he comes to me, there's a problem. If he calls me, I'm going to ask him, have you spoken to my father? If he says no, something is fish. Right? But there are others who may not have direct uh, uh, contact with Rev. If you come to me and say, come preach at my church, I'll say, thank you very much. I'm going to send you a form that you must complete. That says you're inviting me. I send you that form, and I'm going to have a meeting with him and say, Rev, this family is inviting me to their church. And he says, where is the form? I send him the form. We review what is the vision, what you stand for, and so forth. If he says no, 
No matter how f- I felt I already have a message for your church. <laughs> and this, I'm not coming. <laughs> Let there be order. Communicate with your senior pastors. Give them their space to speak into your life. The day you withdraw that and you want to do your own thing, something is wrong. You are starting to build a wall instead of a bridge between you and your senior pastors. The same bricks you are using for the wall, you can just be humble and use them to build a bridge between you and your senior pastor. What is the value of sonship? Why so much emphasis on sonship? Number one, Sonship drives unity and passion to the vision. It is our responsibility as sons to bring unity within the work, as well as drive passion towards the vision. What do I mean by unity? Today, if I'm at the position that I am, and I'm going to have this specific group of people that are known as my best friends, The day these best friends are fighting with their non-best friends, they won't be able to come to me because they would think I'm going to be biased with these ones. Therefore, I'm not saying don't have a life. Unfortunately, part of it, your life is going to go away if you take this responsibility seriously. I do have friends. But I cannot be posting on Facebook, hey, we are on holiday. Hey, we are, why? I'm protecting those that are not in that circle. So that the day those are not in good terms, they can be able to come to me and say, hey, Maruti, what's about so-and-so? Answer a shot. Then I'm able to intervene and I'm neutral. I bring about order. You must drive unity. You cannot be known to be part of a particular clique or group. You must drive unity. You must drive passion to the vision. It's you when, 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 when there is a vision that is cast, we are raising funds for this. It's you who must bring everyone around that and drive that towards, towards that direction. The value of sonship number two, it, dep- it depends daring loyalty in the face of arrogant foolishness. When everyone today, they... Uh, pastors on social media and ultimately they go on to start their own thing with arrogance when you have sonship, true sonship, it will deepen loyalty inside of your heart. And you will be waiting for the right moment. I think I touched on that earlier on. Lastly, it develops endurance and tenacity to serve in all seasons. There comes different seasons. If you are not a son, the difficult seasons will shake your consistency in serving. But when you're a son, even when difficult seasons come, you're still able to serve with consistency. Sonship develops endurance. To be here for 19 years, it requires endurance. And that cannot be seen if you, when you did not develop into becoming a son. If you are a child, there are certain things that will make you to say, I cannot take this. But when you have deepened loyalty, and you have endurance in you, you are able to support that man of God, that woman of God, in their season of weakness, in their season of, of, of tiredness, in their season of exhaustion, you are still able to serve them. There comes those seasons where your leaders are going to be exhausted. And they may not be the sweet that you, you've experienced over the years. There comes a season where it's going to be blank. 
in certain areas of their lives. You need to be there and be consistent. Don't add to their load when that season comes. If you leave them in that season, you just made their life even more difficult. But when you have that endurance in you, you'll be able to remember spiritual intelligence. They are in a difficult season. Then you're able to carry them in prayer and double up your time. Serve like never before so that they're not worried about certain things. Now, the scripture I wanted to close with is found in the book of Psalm 127 from verse 3. Behold, children are a heritance, a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Verse 4 then says, like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Verse 5, happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies at the gate. I want you to have this picture. When a father has true sons, there are places he doesn't have to go to anymore. He just released the arrows, and the arrows will arrive there. When you read that scripture, it says, these sons that are released as arrows, they will be released from his quiver, and he will release them to the gates. They will go to the gates not to go have fun. They will go to the gates not to play around. They will go to the gates not to gossip about their leader. But the Bible says they will meet their enemies. Are there enemies in the generation? The father must be able to release sons. And knowing that if I release a son into that area, if I release a son into that angle, I'm going to have results. There are different types of errors. There are errors that are blunt. We normally see them when you go to team building. They say we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do, I forgot the name of that game. Archery. They, they play archery. Uh, th those ones are just blunt. They cannot kill anything. There are other arrows that are crooked. They are not straight. It might be sharp, but it's crooked. It might be strong, but it's crooked. It is not straight. No matter how skilled you are as a warrior, as a father, if you release that arrow, it's going to change its direction. If you release that arrow, it will go wherever it wants. But there are, there's another set of arrows. They are straight. They are sharp. At the peak of that sharpness, they have some poison that you put there. When you release this arrow, you know it's going to go where you are sending it. Secondly, when it arrives and it hits the target, you know that the target is not going to run with the arrow. Because there are others you release them, they run with the, with the target. This one, when it hits the target, the target falls on that spot. You don't now have to be looking for the target and the sun. You release the sun, you end up now looking for the target and the sun. What type of a sun are you? What type of an arrow are you? I want to challenge you today. Sons and daughters in this house, go support that vision. Be the arrow in the quiver. To be the arrow in the quiver, it says, you might stay there for a while because the warrior doesn't want to fight. You might stay there for a while because he's not ready to release the, 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 the arrow. You might stay there for a while because he's not interested in a particular target. You may be saying, there is a target. I'm seeing it. And he says, you are staying in the quiver. Staying in the quiver it means there are times where he's going to just take you out and sharpen you, even when you are sharp. 
he continues sharpening you. Yeah, for the fun of it. And he puts you back. A year passes, you think you'll be released. He takes you out, he sharpens you. And he takes you back. Be patient in the quiver. Do not be crooked. Do not be blunt. You must be sharp, but not only sharp. There must be that anointing, which is the, the poison that is on the, on, the, on the peak of that arrow, so that when it's released, it's not running away with the target. May I close with this statement? As you serve God's people, do not serve them your wounds. Do not serve them how you were served. Because some of, them, some of you, you were served with very rough hands somewhere else. You came bleeding into that church. Do not serve that bleeding to other people. Find help quickly so that you stop the bleeding. And the wounds are no more so that you can serve them the way Christ has served you. With those words, go out there and serve with passion and serve God's people. Amazing. Was it that amazing? Just announcement. I wonder if you begin to pastor, will your pastor, current pastor, be comfortable to allow you to pastor him? Think about it. I can sit under the leadership of these guys and say, be my pastors. So be that type of a son. To a point that your father can say, you know what? Even when I retire, I can sit under your, your leadership and allow you to pastor me. Amazing. But let me I think it is it is our joy. It is our joy to release you. Look at the arrow at the end of the day. I think it is a dream and a desire of every father that you should achieve or reach places where we have never been. And I'm comfortable about that because after all, it has been me releasing you. So, I'm happy. And I'm satisfied. And that is what I want in Jesus' name.